Hi, welcome to a brand new hot off the press episode uh, from Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia and thank you so much for joining me on today's show. We feature Nancy and Woody from Wholesome Harvest Co-op. Wholesome Harvest is located at 30 West Main Street in Frostburg, Maryland, and it is a food cooperative that is going to be opening sometime this summer. Um, and if you've been wondering why I've been t- have t- taken just the slightest hiatus, um, well, the food co-op is to really to blame. I have been uh, working very hard with a group of wonderful people um, to uh, hopefully establish a local f- successful food cooperative. And uh, Tim also is working extremely hard, especially in the physical space. It looks beautiful on the inside. Um, and we are inviting everybody to come to the co-op this Friday, June 1st from 5 to 8 p.m. And uh, we are looking for, uh, we're going to have light refreshments. There's going to be some raffles and we'll talk a little bit more about that in today's episode. Um, but we really wanted to give people the origin story and how they can join the co-op if they're interested. And also um, what the co-op uh, benefits of being in a co-op. What is a co-op? We answer all these really important questions and if uh if you need more information which we can provide for you you can go to our website and that's recordtalklisten.com we have direct links to the food co-ops website as well as their facebook page and email sign up if you are interested in that while you're on our website we highly encourage you to take a look around look at all of our previous episodes um you might see somebody you know so click on it listen to it you can also subscribe through whatever podcast platform you prefer. You can find us there. Um, and we love to hear from you, the listeners. So go ahead and send us an email at recordtalklisten at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at RTL pod, and you can join our Facebook group, the people who listen, or just follow us on Facebook. That would be fine too. You'll be sure to hear from us there. So without further ado, let's get right into this exciting episode with Nancy and Woody from Wholesome Harvest Co-op. So welcome to the podcast. I have Nancy and Woody here. And uh, for those of you who have been wondering where I've been, I've been uh, weekly meetings with Nancy and Woody with a bunch of other really wonderful people to to open Wholesome Harvest Co-op. In Frostburg. On Main Street. On Main Street. And if, where the original Wholesome Harvest LLC once resided. Right. And so for people that have listened to the podcast for a while, maybe were introduced to Susie and Wholesome Harvest um, through the podcast. So Susie came on a couple of times. And the last time she was here, she kind of mentioned that you know she, her health was not great and that she was going to have some reduced hours. And then that eventually turned into... She had to close, unfortunately. But she's okay. But yeah, she's absolutely... She she's very healthy again. She now. did the right... She made the right decision and took care of her. She put herself first. And we're very happy that she's doing well. And um, she presented a question to the community. Would you like to have a co-op? Would you like to see what I was doing in a more collaborative effort with the community? Would you like to see a co-op? And there was a huge turnout. She actually 40, had 45, 50 people in yeah. the standing room only. Yeah. And the community it, meeting was at Clatter. At, it was at Clatter. Clatter back yeah. in August, a right. year ago almost. Wow. Yeah. So I attended that meeting. 
Me too. And Nancy, were you at I that meeting? I was not there. But you heard about it. I heard about it. I was out of town and I was very bummed I couldn't attend. Yeah. So, yeah. I think what came from that meeting was a survey. Yeah. And uh, sure, I filled out the survey and the questions were like, would you join a co-op or do you know what a co-op is? And yeah. I was very excited to hear that that there was going to be a co-op in Frostburg. Yeah. And yeah. we and I would just like to say that, Nancy, we lucked out with you like wanting to be involved because... This is you, Thank you. I mean, you mm. normally aren't. A, you're not here all the time. That's true. So and yes. not, you're fairly far away. Yeah, That's true. You normally I'm in New York, right. and I've had the, the amazing the opportunity to spend the year in Cumberland. Uh, I spend some time in Cumberland when I'm living in New York, but I got to spend a whole year here full time, and I couldn't imagine a better thing to do than work with great people to start a co-op. Yeah, I mean, so you take a year off and then you immediately <laughs> jump into a project, right. which I'm, I think is amazing. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely jumping feet first into a community as far as I'm yeah. concerned. So we're very grateful for that. Um, but we, so they, we set up these meetings, these weekly meetings in Frostburg. Um, and Karen Crosby, I guess, reached out to somebody and said, mm-hmm. hey, if you need a space, you can use the church community center space. And St. John's Episcopal yeah. on, on Broadway in, in Frostburg, which has, I'll just bend around a little bit, has, has been a very giving church f- for for the community used as a venue for a variety of uh, really important issues in the last at least couple years that I've been involved. Yeah, so, I mean, we... You know, rain, snow, every week we would come and meet. And uh, with Susie's help, especially since none of us really had any backgrounds in a what in how to set up a co-op, what it was like to have a market kind of a situation, um, gained a lot of knowledge. Well, we that were asked a lot you of questions. Knowledge uh, about developing a business plan. You helped us there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and we probably ought to mention it's it's pretty much eventually it settled down to about I think about ten of us we'll say mm-hmm. in yeah. a transition team kind sure. of group, uh, which now has become a for, not all ten, but there's a formal board mm-hmm. uh, once we incorporated the way we did in the state of Maryland. But before that, early on in those months, uh, say last year, 2017. Uh, the number of people and who was showing up was pretty fluid. Mm-hmm. We we have different people at different times, and that was just a way of finding our feet, I guess. Yeah, and I think in the beginning, Tim and I had a difficult time attending the meetings because they were at six o'clock, and then they got moved oh, to right, seven p.m. And then we showed up at the this meeting. Tim and I right. both showed up at the meeting because we were incredibly sad that Wholesome Harvest closed, but saw the huge potential it was for people to get access to local food and we we benefited from that personally but also was seeing how great it was for the community to have that access so we're like we're, we're going to commit to doing this because we think it's important it's um, been a really interesting process the whole group process yeah. that happened over the last 10 months that we've been meeting yeah we were all just so committed to making sure we open this co-op yeah. and uh Everyone knows what group dynamics are like. So we came together. Many people didn't know each other. And Mm -hmm. everyone just kind of 
it took a while, but we're all kind of gelling into everyone has their own roles and their yeah. own expertise that they contribute. And uh, it's it's helped us really hammer out some, some difficult planning and challenges. And I also think that um, it because there's so many of us that one person can freak out and everybody else goes, that's fine. Do that. That's totally yes. fine. Now we're going to go down the, the list of reasons why this is still a good idea. Right. And then, you know, but I think that that's, really important instead of somebody if you're in a group and somebody just jumps down your throat and says no that's not we're just going to go ahead and do we're not that way at all which i think is probably a pretty good way of starting a a co-op like i think that's a good sign really have been uh cooperative and supportive and nurturing of each other which is great yeah because i think we all recognize this is a totally new experience for everybody so i think along the way too we made a big kind of leap of faith i mean we've got a venue I, we do so so all of a sudden we were no longer having to ask every week or for the month ahead in terms of saint john's episcopal can we still meet here etc and there was for a while a time we had to shift because they had some other events or or groups meeting there yeah and, and now we gain more independence with that but that also kind of forced us out of the nest and it, it was, was like good. go yeah. it was really good yeah I think that, um, so we ought to mention it was formerly a place to eat. It, yes. Our location is uh, 30 West main street. So it was sounds a, very New York. It does. Right. 30 very, West, yeah, 30 West, 30 West main. And if um, you're talking Frostburg, you're talking main street, main street. So it's main the, street and water street. Yeah. We're on the on corner of main and water, right? Can, diagonally from the post office and right you, across uh, the street from the Legion. That's yeah. You can mail your mail. You can mail your mail. Pick up your mail. And, and, yeah. Grab a, so convenient. Grab something and, and go home. But um, that space became available, and it pushed up our timeline slightly. Mm. Um, but we managed to get everything done. Then we incorporated, um, which was a process, <laughs> to say the least, because we're like one of four co-ops in the state of in Maryland state that of are Maryland. incorporated yes. under the the, co- the as a a co-op corporation. They call it. Right. It's yeah. a new state law yeah. that actually allows a corporation to be a cooperative. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do have to mention um, Jenny Georgeson because she has been the engine behind this as she far really as like is. being spearheading meetings, getting things together, you know, putting t- agenda items together, really not um, when uh, something, an issue would come up, she would say, okay, this is uh, this is our newest thing we have to tackle, and how are we going to do that? And so, without her really like organizing us in the beginning, I don't I don't think it probably would have happened. So I think that she deserves and, a huge uh, nod out. and yeah. and thank you for that for sure. And and she's new to the community. She yes. and her husband and and three kids just moved here like a year ago. Right. Matt so, just finished his first academic year at FSU, so it's pretty amazing. And then going back to what Nancy said, a new group that really some people didn't know each other at all. Right. But for someone to to be the breakout, like, okay, I'm stepping up. I see a need here. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, and I, and I feel like her zest for really getting it together and saying like, I don't know a lot of people, but this is my community now. And here we go. And I just think that that's really admirable and very it's awesome. Like it's Absolutely. really, really good. Yeah. And it was real, real. Cause she'd bring the three kids 
and they'd be over but there. But I love like, that. Just, oh, no, it's like, great. I, you know, like I remember my mom, she was the, she was a working mom and she had to go to a meeting. Like I had to go in the corner and, and color or read or whatever. And I had to entertain myself. And I just, but just remember being, and I was like, this is just, this is real life. And this is basically what a co-op is supposed to be. You know, we're supposed to be supporting our community. And so like, I, w- there absolutely should be children there in the background, you know, Definitely. while we're planning something really fun and special, hopefully for their future. So I think it's, it's full circle really. Yeah. You think intergenerational of yeah and they happen to be the most adorable children absolutely so absolutely that's, yeah that that helped that was wonderful yes so i guess people that's the origin story of how we really we put a lot of time and effort and work in to kind of sh- to uh morph wholesome harvest llc into wholesome harvest co-op so one of the and that's a new concept for a lot of people in our area is what what a cooperative is a food cooperative especially um so, so for people who don't know what a co-op is, what's a co-op? Okay, so I actually have the definition written down here because I didn't want to get this wrong. Uh, a, I'm going to say what a food co-op is. Yes. So a food co-op is a member-owned food and grocery store. It welcomes all shoppers and it offers special benefits like discounts and voting rights around how the store is uh, is run to members who buy a share in the business. So kind of like CSAs, co-ops offer access to locally grown organic foods and meats and produce that might not be available at regular grocery stores or um, at hours that uh, farmer's markets are not open. Right. So basically, if anyone becomes a member owner, they're purchasing equity in the store. So they become co-owners of the store. Right. So, I mean, along with that, you get some pretty good benefits. Um, And I think what people maybe misinterpret is when they're joining the co-op, it's it's one time. It's a one-time fee. So it's basically... You, it's $125, by the way, for the people mm-hmm. listening. It's $125. And then, but you and can. This week, you ought to be able to go online and make that payment electronically. Yes, we're hoping that launches. And then uh, we're working towards that. But if you can't, uh, if that's not available, then you can always print the form off and mail it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you can also make incremental payments of the $125. So quarterly payments. So if that's something that is expensive but you really would like to support it you can still do that it's accessible to you and you just pay 25 dollars yeah. every quarter 25 dollars down yep and then 25 per quarter so in the next year you'd be all paid up exactly so it's definitely feasible we try to make it try not to make the fee too high um so but again think, one time fee. one time lifetime that's it. Effectively. lifetime lifetime and then you get to vote on things like board members and right. you can become a board member you can help to run the co-op yes so if you're really passionate about it and you like it then please we that's amazing that would be amazing or you could just shop there and enjoy the discounts yes <laughs> becoming a board member has you running away don't run away just come and shop come and shop and, that, and you don't have to be a member to shop there either it's not a members only situation right um uh, so if you don't want to buy a membership that's fine but it is available yeah. to you if you want so yeah. the trade-off of not having either special discount days or however it all mm-hmm. gets set up in terms of um off-the-shelf sales right but we've also talked about some of the other advantages that this co-op will bring to the community and i'll, I'll say it up front i 
personally, I think the commercial kitchen mm -hmm. is a huge advantage to be able to bring both for the farmers because again, I, I, I see as one of my benefits is I get to support the local farmers. Yeah. You know, for me, I really believe in that bumper sticker, you know, no farms, no food. What are you going to do? Right. I mean, that, that's one of our missions is, uh, basically saying is giving, supporting local farmers and a living wage. I mean, that's, yes. that's one of our main goals. Mm -hmm. Um, and that commercial kitchen opens up huge doors for our local farmers mm -hmm. that wouldn't necessarily have access to that. Right. When we were planning, actually, a lot of farmers asked us if we would have a commercial kitchen because they're really interested in using it to preserve their foods and uh, and prepare foods that we can sell at the co-op. Yeah. Which worked out great. I mean, we were getting those questions before we had the opportunity for the venue we have yeah. right. at 30 West. So the idea that, that to be able to do that for those local farmers, regional farmers, whoever, but then also open it up to anybody. I mean, we were talking earlier today about, you know, if you're somebody that wants to start up a business, but you don't have the, the, uh, kitchen at home that would, would suit to, to give a test run. Mm -hmm. No problem. You, you've got one you can rent at, at the co-op once it's up and running. Yeah. And then we'll have that. If you're a member, you would get a discounted rental rate, yeah. which is an even bonus on top of just the access to one. Right. And I think also, um, in something that I don't know if we really touched on is that you're going to be in a co-op space so you would most likely have access to really great local ingredients that you could then use in your recipes and things like that so i mean that it's kind of like a win-win situation so like you're like oh i ran out of eggs it's not you could just sort of like oh, go yeah, buy yeah. a dozen eggs from, in the, the in the, from the local farm i mean there are added benefits to, you know, basically cooking in a market. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. that's, that's something to think about too. But um, there's a lot of stuff and regulations. That I should put that as a caveat. There's a lot of stuff we have to figure out with the commercial kitchen. We're still in the process of doing that. So as more information is available, we will let people know. But there's going to be... You know. Well, we even, it was on the agenda last night. Yeah, it um, was. There were two basic things that don't need a lot of detail to them. But the idea that from the uh, the health department's perspective, anybody that wants to use that has to have a, a permit, permit mm -hmm. you know, that says they're permitted to use. And that's, that's the health department side. And we appreciate that and, and all. But then we also said from our side, we're going to have to expect that people go through a course, simple, but but enough coverage in terms of proper food preparation, food safety. safe food safety mm -hmm. and general safety, et cetera. Exactly. And, and at this point, we're saying that you would be certified. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you'd have to want to use it, rent it either discounted or not as a member owner or not, but also walk with your permit and then have our certification. So, yeah. But that's part of the not just getting the details. But working out the forms, making sure it's clear to whoever, you know, try to anticipate the questions so they don't go, well, what about this? And we go, uh, yeah, we're working on that. We're, I think, the only local available commercial kitchen space for rent kind of in a, our kind of situation, co-op situation that's accessible. Oh, I guess uh, if you wanted to go to Tacoma Park or somewhere, you, they might have one. They I might. don't know, yeah, but, but I, it's I mean, a bit I think of a drive. It's, it's a new concept. I think that's something else that people didn't really realize when we were going to, we're getting insurance and we're getting, you know, licenses and we're, you know, talking a to the health mailbox. department. What is a co-op? You know, like, what is this classification? They haven't really heard about it before. And so 
we had to do a lot of education up front and then kind of figure out where we fit into every you know how we fit into the community so, so. people have been really good about it they have but, been amazing about it no doubt without trying to it's just the nature of the beast that we're kind of pushing their patience a little bit that you know we'll say like this and they'll go oh really mm-hmm. and then we're like we'll get back to you right. and then we talk about it tuesday night and then we it's like well that didn't seem to be like a green light so let's find something that's in the right. ballpark that we could get going with but i think it's exciting to be a new kind of business entity in Frostburg too it is it, it really is. is i mean yeah. i just think but we are trailblazers we i mean for the whole state to be right. one of four one of four okay so we know about one in the Frederick area. I think so, yeah. We know about one in Tacoma Park, Silver Springs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know where the fourth not, one. I don't know if all of them are. I don't uh, know if all of them are con- cooperative corporations. Some of them okay. are LLCs. Some okay. of them have business, different business structures because like B because Corps they were developed uh, before this state law existed. Yeah. Maryland was the first state to incorporate B Corps. Interesting. Yeah, it was quite a while ago, and mm-hmm. then a few more jumped on. But Maryland seems to be rather willing Woody. to and progressive in terms of what it looked. <laughs> a B Corps is a a company that's set up as part of its charter, not just as an afterthought or or after um, activity to benefit the community. Right. So in in the charter itself, it requires uh, not just that you are beholding to the share owners shareholders but that you're beholding to the employees, uh, to the community in a variety of ways. And it's very structured. It's, it's legally serious. Uh, if you want to put it that way. Um, yeah, B Corp. We looked at that. We initially, when we were trying to figure out where we would fit in, we, we looked at B Corps, um, and we talked about them at length and then we figured, that wasn't the best model for us. And then this, uh, the co-op and corporation for the state was available. So that's what we went for. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of similarity. It's true. It's, it's just Absolutely. a matter of when it comes down to it. The legal line is here versus here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, if, if you look at the other things um, that we have been talking about that we expect to do, uh, it's not just products on the shelf that come from local sourcing. And there will be products also from from national distributors and stuff sure. but but our emphasis is as you said the living wage local farmers mm-hmm. local producers of whatever it might be yeah. etc um but we've talked about being part of that community in a variety of ways um we have set in a grant application i believe it's 18 or so food focused education workshops and because yeah. we have the commercial mm-hmm. kitchen, that's just one aspect that it can support also. Yeah, like preserving right. and canning or... Food, um, food for kids. Food for kids. kids preparation. You know, uh, what else? I'm trying to think of some of the other education. Winter herbs. Oh, we yeah. Use winter herbs. Mm-hmm. And, Cooking uh, for the season. Early spring greens. What to look for. We have, yeah, a whole list of workshops that... Yeah. Uh, Mushrooms. That, we talked right. about doing mm-hmm. a mushroom workshop because that's something we would do early spring and... Mm-hmm. We could um, do something with food waste. Yes. Um, I mean, that's a huge, huge issue. Food waste or like being um, really cognizant of packaging and, you know, just kind of lessening your footprint. Those are all things all the, that we've talked the about. The green stuff and all, as well as mm-hmm. things that aren't directly food related. Um, having a voter registration on site someday. Yeah. Um, and we can do that, you know, whenever we want because we've got members of the transition team who are uh, certified 
voter registration people. That's good. So, I mean, I think that that's, and the co-op can be, uh, it's the co-op is going to be as great as the community that it's in because if the community supports it, it'll maintain and it'll be great. Now that doesn't mean that we're not looking towards the future. You know, Nancy and I spent a lot of time writing a big grant and yeah, we did. continue to look for grants that will help as far as education and education for the co-op members and it's also farmers as well. Right. Um, we really have to thank our uh, partner farmers who wrote letters of support yeah. for the grant applications that Absolutely. we've submitted so far. They've been really supportive of the idea Yeah. So of, of opening we, the co-op. And sure. I'm thinking sure. we should mention the Western Maryland Food Council. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lots of community partners have actually come to uh, food co-op meetings or have learned about the food co-op either at the farmer's markets or just communicating by email. We've partnered with uh, Leaning Pine Farm, Savage Mountain Farm, um, Walnut Ridge Farm, uh, uh, Backbone, Backbone, Mountain, mm-hmm. Backbone Food, food Farm. Farm. And I'm sure others I'm forgetting, Base Camp Coffee mm-hmm. has actually uh, worked with us to uh, to say that, that they would be supporting the food co-op by selling their products there. Yeah. And then we also did, we got a letter of commitment from the Frostburg, um, oh, well, I guess it's the Allegheny County Farmers Market yes. Association. Yes. So, because um, they also submitted a grant right around the same time and we made sure that we collaborated um, and it was very helpful. Right. Um, right. so we did submit it. So fingers crossed and everybody sent really positive thoughts that we might be considered for this grant. Cause it would yes. be very, very helpful. Well, in the name of the grant, if I remember right, local food promotion project project program. or program. Yeah. program so yeah. again, it comes to that local issue. It's mm-hmm. right there. Front first word key though, through everything we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The federal government has this local food promotion program, uh, that has been out uh, in existence since about 1976. So every year they they uh, release a request for a proposal. So if we don't get it this year, we maybe can we can do it, get next, it next year. year. Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah. we're always on the hunt for like good grants. So if you're listening to this and you like have a maybe something that you think the co-op could benefit from, we would be more than happy to take a look at that. And because it is a part of the. It, it's a community project. So um, if you have access to information that you think might be helpful for us for grant writing or grant funding, and we can review that, that would be really helpful. And um, so if you've got something, send it our way for sure. And, and again, coming back and thinking that how can people be involved? The, right. the volunteer mm-hmm. part, you know, if you, I, I've had a couple people say to me, wow, I, I'd give like two hours on the same day each week or something to come in and, do inventory or, or whatever it could be to, to be helpful. And it's like, sure. Yeah. And we're still developing that. So we'll, we'll, it's all happening and it's a learning, a huge learning curve. So, but people have been very patient with us and now we're able to accept memberships and we can do that online. And so it's wholesomeharvestcoop.com. For mm-hmm. those of you looking, um, you can find us on a, Facebook too. Facebook. There's a Harvest Facebook Crossberg. Yeah, on Facebook. There's a Facebook page, and I'll have links on Record Tackles and website, so people can go there and click those links and sign up. And then we are having an open house, which is why we are recording and releasing on the same day. Um, so the open house is this Friday, and it's from five to eight. And it's at 30 West Main Street in Frostburg, Maryland. And you should come with your checkbook if that's something you want to do. 
um, or cash. We, we accept cash and check. Yes. It's, it's the first day of June. It's, um, it's exciting. Uh, if you can't make it to our open house, uh, we do have a table at the Frostburg Farmers Markets on Friday and the Cumberland Farmers Market on Thursday. Usually we're there from about 10 a.m. until noon. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's good. And we have um, somebody at the co-op on Wednesday evenings from 7 right. to 9 and um, 11 to 4 on Fridays. Um, so if you for right now until we start till we figure out when we're our, we're going to open our normal hours then i think that if you wanted to stop by and see the space and see how it's coming along um see what you might need we might need help with um that would be a really good time to swing in and and talk to somebody that's associated with the board or um on the steering committee so and you can always become a member owner then we have member owner forms uh in the store or yeah. uh most of our transition team or board membership we we know how to get you a membership form yes yes absolutely so um there's no no don't worry about not becoming a member if you walk in the door we can make that happen for you not a problem um but we are looking our goal is to get 300 members to open the doors yeah we need you (laughs) we need you so if even if you don't live too locally that's fine you can still support a local your local co-op, which I think is, is great. So if you maybe aren't here very often, or if you live in New York and you come back every once in a while, like yes, you can still support. I am support. a member owner yeah. now. I'm very excited. I think, and there's been, there's a, a couple of members of our board that are members of other co-ops, other places. Right. Um, and it's, and it's something that is really good for communities. So. Well, you think of it. I mean, I know in our household, we annually donate to, and I won't necessarily mention specific groups, but sure. groups that they're all over the place for whatever cause and reason. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, if you just think it's important to be able to support local farming, agriculture, yeah. those folks, uh, as well as the community that were built on top of them, um, yeah, you make a donation. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a member, member owner membership. Right. Ownership. I mean, and, that, and that's something that, and I, the one thing that we didn't mention is that every decision that we made, we tried to make it as accessible for everybody. So that includes down to the uh, point of sale service system that we're going to be using. We'll accept SNAP benefits because we want to make sure that it's open to everybody and anybody can shop there. So I think that that's also something we all, all, we all eat. Respect. This is exactly right. right. Basically. And, we, we should food. all have access to yeah. really good. And we really foods. want to increase access to uh, to food for students in Allegheny County. Mm-hmm. Some of us attended uh, an event called Eat, Learn, Shift mm-hmm. uh, a few months ago and learned from students that students, especially students of Allegheny College, they have very little access to food uh, if they live on campus. Uh, the after 2 p.m. After 2 p.m., yeah. their cafeteria closes. And uh, so we will be working in the future to get food to these students uh, in at Allegheny College. Right now, we, we will be open uh, during the day uh, beyond until about 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting, getting food to hard-to-reach populations, I think, will also be a goal of ours once we're up and running. Absolutely. And then also for people who can't get to the farmer's market working people who cannot get to the farmer's markets when they're available um, or when there's certain farms that they would like to shop at are at those markets, you know, that's another thing. So we're going to be open later in the evening so people can access them after they get off of work and, you know, 
a little bit before lunch. If they have a lunch hour, they can come and shop and get some good produce. City of Frostburg did a, did a community survey as part of its becoming a certified sustainable Maryland, um, green city. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things was it's the wrong days of the week or the wrong time of the day. We'd love to be able to do it, Mm -hmm. but we literally are at work or, you know, homebound kids with what, whatever situation happens to be on the road. Or just like activities after school makes it really difficult too. Yeah. So if it's during the day from nine 30 to one, that that's a pretty tough time to, it's a pretty tough with. time for people that really would like to eat that kind of food to have access to it. So, right. And that's something that we took into consideration. So this extends that in a variety of ways. Yeah. Like you said, the later hours in the evening, mm-hmm. uh, days other than just the one here, one there, one there, and year-round. Year-round. How yeah. about that? So people can really eat seasonally, and farmers can actually... Um, get have a spot for winter crops too at a pretty consistent pretty consistently so and you, you mentioned greater access one of the other ways is people realize that and and we've figured out how to accommodate it is uh, a gift membership ownership you yes can that's right give somebody a member ownership if you if you'd like to somebody you know that you just for whatever reason want to just give them a gift etc we we can do that yeah so you know birthdays anniversaries uh, high school, high graduation, school graduation, graduation, college, college graduation. Hey, if your kids are going to Frostburg State and they might right. want a membership to hold some harvest, that would be a really good thing. Cause then, you know, it's easily, you can walk from campus to our store. It's really yeah. convenient. Um, and so if people want good local foods, they can, that's the whole goal is to get people eating really good locally, locally sourced foods as much as possible. Um, and then, you know, maybe doing some food education and maybe renting a commercial kitchen and, and just making it a really uh, vibrant community space. That's right. really what we're Absolutely. after. Yeah. And benefiting the uh, economic health of the city too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All of the money that's spent at the co-op remains within the community, which is really great mm-hmm. rather than buying some food at the supermarket that is owned by a large national corporation. Uh, not all of your money goes back to the community there. Right. Exactly. Um, and so it's just, it's like a, a closed loop right. kind of a, a system, which is kind of nice. So, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be part of it. And, um, like I said, our group is pretty amazing. We are very excited. You are our vice president of the board. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny Georgeson is the president. And yes. Yes, Lydia is our vice president. We're very excited. Yeah, and we have um, Tanya, who is our uh, treasurer, Tanya and Eric, Gucci. who is our yes. wonderful secretary. Yeah. So um, it's it's good. And I think we're we're heading in the right direction, and we just need people to, to come out hopefully on Friday we'll see and meet a lot of people in the community. And that's also a thing when you are a member owner, you can request things to happen. And I got people to ask me like, well, what are you going to have in, in the market? And I said, well, it's your market. So you can make suggestions on what you would like to see and what you would like to purchase on a regular basis. So, um, that's a pretty, pretty empowering, I think. I remember discussing, help me with my memory part on what we finalized with. Sure. Didn't we talk about one of the member owner benefits would be that you could put your order right in with the things that we will be ordering from some distributors? Yeah. I mean, you can do bulk ordering and I know a lot of local restaurants and 
food purveyors are very interested in that aspect. So, you know, if anytime you can order in bulk, um, that, that would be helpful for sure. So yeah, if you want specific things ordered, that would, that would be a member benefit, member owner benefit. So, yeah. We can take suggestions on what other kind of member owner benefits we could consider we incorporating could consider. and creating yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it, I think that people need to realize that this is not a stagnant thing, that it's a living, breathing kind of a thing and there. It's going to be dynamic and it's going to change. And, and it, and I think that that's going to keep it fun and right. interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fun. we're looking out ahead in terms of like an annual membership meeting where people yeah. could come and make, um, uh, motions on what should happen and or nominations for the board sure. and just general discussion even. Yeah. Um, and, and how to, how to make it the best co-op it can be for the community that is supporting it. So, um, and like we said before that it will succeed or fail based on the community. So it, it's, I mean, we obviously have a lot of passion for it and we're hoping that that um, feeds into people joining and right. yeah we're really lucky there's been a lot of support in Frostburg and in Cumberland yeah mm-hmm. for, uh, for uh, people to become member owners yeah, yeah. and uh, I had a question the other day at the farmers market in Cumberland someone asked me if a member owner was required to work at the co-op or volunteer any time at the co-op and no you don't have any no. work re- requirement if you're a member owner just just yeah. shop there. That's all we ask. Yeah. yeah. Come and shop and support. Yes. That's it. And uh, in the future, when the co-op is profitable, all member owners uh, eventually will get uh, distributions back. Dividends. Dividends. Yeah. If, we're, if we're successful, you'll yeah. get the dividends. So, so the more you shop. The yeah. more you shop, the more likely that you'll get something back. Right. <laughs> However big or small that might be. So that's exciting. Icing. Yeah, I, I mean, you already got the food, yeah, the camaraderie, the, the improving your local economy. Yeah, really. I mean, a dividend would be great, and you know, we and that would be something that you, if we do have money, that if you do come to the annual meeting, we can approach the member owners and say, we have this amount of money, we can give it all back to you, or we could make a sizable donation to a nonprofit in the area. You know, these are all things that can sure. be discussed. So, sure. Um, so I'm I'm happy that that this is this is happening it's it's happening we're we're doing it and it's been a lot of hard work from a lot of people so um and that's why the podcast has taken a brief hiatus <laughs> but now we're back so it's exciting so thanks for thanks, thanks for lydia. coming on thanks lydia yeah we're all just grinning ear to ear here it's really fun <laughs> <laughs> so i'm pretty sure um you guys know that you can come back anytime. The invitation is always open. And if there's another event happening with the co-op, then you can be sure you'll hear something. Well, we know we're looking ahead at 4th of July Derby days. Yes. We're right downtown in Frostburg yeah. with that, that main intersection there at 30 West. Um, and that's a huge event in it Frostburg. Is. Yes, if you're there, on stop the 4th by. 4th of July. And then one week later is another huge annual event. And that's the uh, Children's Literature uh, center Ahoy. do their pirates ahoy yes so um, we 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 plan to be open both of those days during those events to also make it more flexible for you to find us find yeah to come in and see the space that come in and yeah. take a look at it so yeah. it's it's um bright and fresh and clean so come in and take a look at it and 
Especially this coming Friday, because June 1st. Especially this coming Friday. 5 to 8 p.m. Did we mention that there will be light refreshments available? We will have food. We're going to have a little bit of food. We're going to have food. some I heard sweet raffle. Berries. I heard and raffle. And there's some chalk. There's a raffle with some chocolates and some other things. So if you are... Uh, oh, and the opportunity to join. Uh, yes. Oh, did you mention that yet? Yeah, you need to join. Yeah. So uh, like, like our favorite radio station, NPR, yes. would say... You know, your co-op of choice, your co-op of choice are asking you to join. So if this is something you think that this you might want to do, then then go to the website, click the links and uh, and join. Yeah. Wholesome Harvest Co-op. Yeah. So in in June, just join in June. Just join. Just do it. Just join. Yeah. Just do it. It's all you got to do. Nothing. It's really simple. Do it right at the beginning of the month, and it's all done for the rest of your lifetime. That's it. You don't have to worry about it at all. You've just checked that off your list. Check it off your list of things to do. It's on your bucket list. Do it now. There you go. All right. Thanks, guys, for coming. It was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you, Lydia. (laughs) For more information on what you've heard on today's show, including direct links, head over to our website, and that's recordtalklisten.com. Now, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking, my goodness, she doesn't have any sponsors, you're exactly right. The podcast is always looking for sponsors. If you have a business, you know somebody who owns a business, let them know. We'd be more than happy to have them as a sponsor on the show. And an easy way to do that is to just drop us an email and that's recordtalklisten at gmail.com. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.